Welcome to the Energy Works Radio Show. This is Tanya Ormsby. May is time and priorities. So often in life we have many responsibilities and it's sometimes a difficult thing to find out, you know, what's the most important priority for that particular time and how can we live our life in such a way that we're we're making the best use of our opportunities and our priorities. So I wanted to clear a bit of energy around this today. So often we've seen the square, you know, where we've got four boxes and one is like, you know, the best that we can be doing. And then there's good and there's, um, you know, okay and, you know, sort of minimal priority. And so a lot of times we spend our lives doing the things that are minimal priority instead of doing the things that are absolutely best for us to do. And, you know, how is it that we make the decision of what's most important? And sometimes I think we need to, you know, use the example of, uh, you know, if you only had a short time left, you do. And I think, you know, if you've ever had someone die close to you or, you know, experiences in which your health or life has been uh, made difficult, you start to appreciate the the time that you have here on earth and making the most of that particular time. And I think also too, we uh, we forget um, how important the contribution we make to the people around us and we forget what we do actually does have importance. And even though we can then sometimes be led down the path of, I have to make use of every second of my time and that, you know, that's important. But then we've also got to remember that the priorities of taking care of our body and having rest and relaxation are also there as well. So how do we make these great decisions? People making a plan is what works. You know, they decide what, what will be their most important priorities. Some people will make a list of these priorities and actually muscle test what's important to do. So, you know, doing that can also work for you. And if you don't know how to muscle test, um, you can go head on to my website and there's a, a free video that you can get, tanyormsby.com. So let's clear some energy around this. So Chakra 5, which is about speaking up and expressing yourself. And when we fail to express ourselves and say what we need, uh, it, this energy gets trapped in our body. So we either get sore throats or you know, uh, neck pain or you can get thyroid issues all show up with this fifth chakra. So the thyroid can be involved here, as we mentioned, the mouth and the larynx. So this is the, you know, the organs to speak up. And this also involves when we keep in what we really feel we need to say. Now, I had an experience one time where I felt prompted to share a story. And uh, there was a lady... That I had seven children, her and her husband, they had two businesses in the one building. One, they had, And, uh, of course, she was very busy, and so her kids would hassle her for different things. And so she would say to them, if you, you know, if you harass me, the answer is no. If you give me a minute to think about it, the answer might be yes. And uh, while that's not a very significant story, when I mentioned it to the lady that I was speaking to that day, she said, oh, I really needed to hear that. And so sometimes the things that are in our mind that we feel prompted to say, we, we chicken out saying because we think, oh, you know, they wouldn't want to hear me or, you know, that's not the way. Whereas really 
when we feel prompted to say something, that's like a message from the universe or from God to say, you know, you know, this person needs to hear what you have to say. And sometimes it may not be a big thing that you're saying. It may not be, you know, a hugely important thing, but it just might be one or two things that that person needs on that day. I know myself, I've been at the recip- a recipient of that type of experience, and it makes such a difference. And so, that, you know, it's like believing that you actually make a difference in this world. Okay, speak my truth. I willingly replace smoking, alcohol abuse, dope, overeating and unhealthy dieting with my powerful creativity. I'm ready to put my negative habits aside and express my creativity. And it's okay for me to sing my life song. I'm confident in the healing power of love to open my throat for greater expression. And there's something here from birth. And it's like a sensitivity to the parent's feelings. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the grid. So it's like our, we have inner scaffolding and we have lines on our energy. Sometimes these lines get damaged. They can be damaged by emotional experiences or people that are a bit toxic. Or it can be damaged by physical trauma, you know, if you have an accident or operation. And also people's intentions. So if we have um, bad intentions towards other people, we can actually damage their field. And so that's why it's important for us to you know, be more forgiving of other people and allow them to learn in their own time and way. Okay, now we're going into the second chakra. Okay, now the second chakra goes with urinary problems as well. So this, the second chakra deals with um, sensuality, sexuality, uh, relationships, creativity, work and money. And the quality is purity. And I think, you know, if we're operating from a, from a place of unconditional love and accepting, you know, we, we can do a lot of good and we can use our power in, in a very healthy way. And I think, in, especially as women, we have um, great power and influence in the world because of our nurturing ability and because of the way that we see life. Um, men see things in a different way to women and, and that's totally fine. We need both. But often undersell themselves and feel that they have to be strong and powerful and, you know, be tough and, and you know, almost be a bit rough to um, be accepted. Whereas really if we, the more we can speak quietly and, and confidently, you know, without being in people's face, the more powerful we actually are. When we When we get angry and we, you know, lose the plot and we you know, scream and yell, really, we've handed our power away. And the more that we can keep our power and remain calm, the greater effect we have on other people. And we're going to plug in here an oil, which is uh, citrus bliss. And citrus bliss is helps to enliven and to energize. All right, so... It's also known as invigorating blend. So if you, if you have oils and it's invigorating, this is how it would apply. It says the invigorating blend uh, also cre- inspires creativity. Every human soul has a need to create. And so sometimes, you know, we don't believe that we're creating an inspiring life or that we're doing good with our, you know, our creativity. So, you know, we have to get rid of that belief that that we you know that we can't do we can't do good with what we're doing all right now there's a generational component hiding under here on dad's side dad's mum and it goes further back than that about six generations that's a group of women and we're going now 
from the second chakra into the sixth chakra. And the sixth chakra is about your intuition and following, you know, what you feel is correct in your heart. When we have the argument in our head and the negativity in our head, that's not intuition. That's it's like your ego talking. And your ego um, wants you wants to be in control. It's about separation from other people, separation from um, God and the universe, and you know, always feeling that you have to do things on your own, and um, you know, it makes up stories. And so, this can involve the sinuses and the pituitary gland, and also um, having like an active imagination in negative outcomes. You know, that things preventing bad things happen. That that sort of idea. And a little bit of generational stuff on this one too from Dad's dad. Everything's stuck in there, so I'm just going to test which feelings they are. Uh, the feeling of being possessive. Okay, now I'm going to go into the eighth chakra, which actually goes like way under your feet into the ground. Now, it's about our connection with planet Earth, and it allows us to sort of, you know, join in with the Earth and be part of the Earth and enjoy our earthly experience. Uh, so it brings us down to earth, helps us to live in our body. So this is helpful, isn't it, in terms of our time and our priority. And we know sometimes when we get really stressed that we're all in our head and all this negativity is going on in our head and we can't focus. And so when we can be grounded and connect to the earth, then we we are more calm and then we fit into the rhythm of life. Yes, and this involves also issues with timing. And sometimes we just feel like we're out of sync. Um, bumping into things is involved here too, you know, sort of not being aware of our surroundings. And just some affirmations to go with this. I care about the plight of plants and animals. I, pay, I partake of the earth's resources with reverence and thanksgiving. And I think that's gratitude, isn't it, for every animal, if we eat animals that donated their life to us and the plants that, you know, yield their fruit for us and... You know, the sun that shines for us, the water, the rain, all those beautiful things. It's like the earth would almost want to give us more. So this back to the sixth chakra now. And some of the emotions that get stuck in the sixth chakra are, are like confusion, instability and overwhelm. And I think this is what happens when we're not trusting in our intuition. You know, often we feel the things that we should do, you know, we'll be prompted to ring someone up or just to smile at somebody or to take a bunch of flowers or drop in a meal or, you know, just to say hello to someone or just to check on them or remember their birthday. And um, when we follow that intuition, we do live a better life. But often the logical or the ego side wants to say, no, no, that's not what's important. You know, we have to do this or we have to do that. You're being silly listening to that. But really your life and your priorities is better spent in, um, you know, changing the world for good when we follow this intuition that we have. So my intuition and awareness are gifts. And this has got a generational component on Dad's side. Yeah. And so, you know, there are many people that have gifts and they have spiritual gifts and gifts of awareness and they often doubt their ability to use the gift. You know, they can be even angry that they have their gift and find it um, hard to deal with, you know, the extra information that they receive. Um, I remember uh, Donna Eden, who's probably the queen of energy medicine. She wrote a book, Energy Medicine, in it. She talked about her daughter, but when she was a teenager, started to have this awareness of and um, energetic gifts as well. But it became 
um, overwhelming to her. And so her mum said to you know, just close your third eye. And then also we can open it when we're, you know, ready to receive more information. And a little bit more hiding from Dad there. So a few more feelings stuck there. Uh, so bitterness. And we can be bitter sometimes about the things that happen, you know, when especially when they ha- don't happen the way we plan them to happen. Um, and sometimes the universal God's plan is much better than our plan. And we can only see just this little portion here like that. And we think that that's it and that's our conscious mind sort of controlling what, what we see, but our unconscious mind sees the whole big picture. And, you know, if we want, we can have so much more gratitude and so much more pleasure out of life if we could see, you know, the bigger picture. I think sometimes we have to trust that intuition that we're actually doing things that will help other people. And you may not hear about the good that your your giving has done till much later. But be assured that what you do does help other people. Okay, so I trust God that all my outcomes in my life are for my highest good. I am insightful. Deep restorative sleep comes easily. My perception enables me to help myself and others achieve their highest purpose. Okay, now the Celtic weave comes up which is a beautiful weaving of our energy around our body and it keeps weaving, repairing and reweaving. And I think in that same way too, we can reweave our life by changing how we think and how we perceive ourselves and how we perceive life. The more that we allow in light and positivity, the more that we can allow this influence of the universe and of God to permeate our life and to make it richer and fuller and actually to help us um, choose better priorities. Uh, let's put a questionation in there. Why so easily prioritise? And this goes back to Dad. And there's also something in the timeline. Age 20, 34, 38, 43. And a bit more generational stuff here. On Mum's side. Yes, that's clear. I'm insightful, that's clear. And the sleep comes easily. Now, about sleep, sleep is really important when it comes to priorities. Often, um, and I'm guilty of it too, uh, we try to squish so much in our life that the sleep is what's lost. And even myself last night, we, I drove from Sydney to Daniloquin, so it was, we got here about 10 o'clock last night. And our brain sorts through all our day's experiences and it's almost like letters, mail sorting, you know. We put all the information and the experiences into the right box, you know, and our brain compares what's happened in the past to what's happening now and, and you know, sort of measures it up and arranges it in order of how things sit inside our mind and inside our life. Now, hiding under the sleep is also a generational problem on Dad's side. Dad's dad. Um, age... 20 as well. There are some stuck emotions there. So it's like forgiving ourselves for these emotions. Uh, nervousness is the emotion that comes up. Now, nervousness can be, it's got a scale, isn't it? Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's almost debilitating if we allow it to become out of control. And when we, you know, have to do a performance, if we are a little bit nervous, we tend to, you know, have a little bit more adrenaline into it, which can help us do better. Um, sometimes we see stress as a bad thing, but it's actually 
adrenaline and other stress hormones to help us function more effectively. But of course, if the stress is too great, we become disabled. So it's like knowing the right amount of stress to help us um, what we need to get done. And we're going into the seventh chakra now. So the seventh chakra is our connection to God or the universe. And this can embrace functions like emotions and memory. Um, also the brain stem, which controls a lot of our basic functions, you know, breathing and our central nervous system. And it can involve sometimes for people when things don't go according to plan that we feel like we've been abandoned by God. And we kind of see things being easy as being the reward. And I guess life is a bit, you know, ups and downs. Sometimes we're really crazy busy and pushing ourselves, but then there needs to be times of rest and relaxation, you know, whether that's just you sleeping at night or whether it's a weekend away here or there or a holiday or, you know, just taking time out to to meditate and pause a little bit can make a huge difference. Being able to connect to God and being able to connect to the universe and being able to hear what we have to hear and not seeing trials as a punishment. You know, if you were in the gifted and talented class at school, they're going to give you extra work because you can handle it and you will grow from the work. So I think that's, if we can try and see our challenges in that life of, you know, God sees us as gifted and talented, he's going to help us, he's going to grow us a little bit more, so he's going to give us extended work, and, uh, you know, a little bit more more learning and grow through the experiences that we have. And I thought we get angry about that. Um, and, of course, growth is a bit painful, you know. We can't, we want to be able and stay where we are. There's no sitting where we are. We're either going forward or we're going backwards. And so to go forward, we need trials or we need opposition to strengthen us. It's like going to the gym. You know, you need to have weights to have resistance. And, you know, we need a load to have traction. So, you know, this is important for our growth. Okay, so that's a little bit clearer. All right. So now if we check our questionation, why do I so easily prioritize that strong? Why do I so easily make great choices in my priorities? Why do I so easily balance time, family and work? Uh, why do I uh, so easily take great care of myself while balancing my family and work? It's okay for me to change direction in life. It's okay for me to relinquish the old way of thinking. That one's a bit stuck. And this is a generational problem. Mum's side. Mum's mum. And also dad's side. Dad's mum. Okay. So it's okay for me to relinquish my old way of thinking. Uh, why do I so easily open my mind and my heart to all that the universe will give me? I'm bathed in light. I allow light in my life. And it goes back to birth again. There's some stuck emotions from that time. The mother's emotions. And the feeling of yearning. And I guess there's always a yearning that we have for things to be different or to improve or you know, to be easier or lighter. A bit more generational stuff here from Dad. Okay. Alrighty. So I hope that helps you to feel um, a bit calmer and a bit more light-filled to make great choices when it comes to prioritising our life and to you know put in place that we're doing the things that really matter most. And it may not matter most to other people, but it's what matters most to us and to our family and our, our time here on Earth. So I wish you well. I hope you make the most of your day, enjoy your time, spend it wisely.
um, you know, enjoy every moment, no regrets. Have a great day.